the ultimate deck podcast need a show about outdoor living this is where it's at with your host shane chapman and way Lorette. thank you for tuning in now let the show begin yeah, yeah. the ultimate deck podcast let's go Good day, everybody. Wade and Shane, Ultimate Tech Podcast. We're back here again. Hey, you spooky little fella. <laughs> we didn't even uh, we didn't even talk about our exchange with that dude in in uh, Vegas. That's why I brought God, it up. That was so funny. So, I have two really funny things. Okay, I only had one funny thing, but then you brought up the spooky dude, and so <laughs> that's your that's your funny thing. We'll tell the spooky dude story. Well, we were just sitting at the in Vegas. We went out for supper, dinner. We planned it, um, so it was dinner. We had a reservation. And I actually had a guy that I was out for dinner with last night. No, the night before. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, he said, well, you're in Canada, so it's supper. So maybe it's like a U.S. Oh, is that a thing? Must be I'm US, certainly Canada. more. I have to think hard to use the word dinner. Oh, yeah, not me. Supper I is natural. Want to call it Want to go for supper? Let's go for supper. Want to make supper plans? No. Never I dinner. Want to call it dinner. Dinner is like, I only say dinner if I'm thinking about that exact time where it's like, I yeah. should say dinner now. Okay. Anyway, so we went for dinner pizza. slash supper. Pizza we went at, for pizza at Giordano's at uh, in Vegas on the, on the strip with Simon and Jason and Eric. Simon and Jason from Perfect Perfect View, View decks out of Ontario, and Eric Teru from uh, ERC T ERT ERT Patios, whatever you want to call it, from Montreal, Quebec. So the f- five? five of us went for pizza. So good that place, like. Unreal pizza, even Unreal wings and everything else is really good there too. Like I thought the wings were better than the pizza. Shut your face! I know, right? Wow, you love deep dish. Oh, I do so good. So I'm a New York pizza style guy. I like that pizza too. I, I like a picky pizza guy. Super thin. I like them really thin. Give it to me, and like yeah. a little bit mm. of. It's uh, hard to make was, me unhappy with the pizza. dude that had uh, one of the guys we were in meetings with today when we went to the ledge. He's in from Saskatoon, so they went to Houston Pizza last night for yeah. him and his family because they were like, well, we're in Regina. we, we got to go to Houston Pizza. It's not the one. And I said, man, most people, most people go to like uh, Tumblr's or Trifon's, Western, Western Pizza. Any of the other ones. Yeah, Houston's he, not bad. It's just like they it. hardly put any sauce on it, and it's not a very, like, it's just a plain sauce. Yeah. Everybody raves with Houston. It's just because it's the one that has the most locations, and the, the one is like the nicest location. A lot of these pizza places are kind of like a little bit divey. They're not really the nice, nicest of places. Anyway, so we go for pizza. We're leaving. We come down the escalators into this like little outdoor mall area. And we're sta- it's raining out. So we're standing under the canopy of the escalators. Just kind of like, what's our game plan? Because we were going to walk the strip, but now it's raining. And we're standing there, the five of us. And also <laughs> this, this homeless guy comes walking up. And he's like, he's a real homeless dude. Not like a, not like a gets in his beamer and drives home. Then this guy was like, hasn't showered in three years. Beard down to his belly button, like. Stinky, dirty, whatever, like real homeless guy. Um, show us some compassion, Shane. But anyways, he walks up. He's like, what did he say exactly? He's like, you look like a bunch of spooky guys standing here. And, and, and we're like, what? He's like, you all look like a bunch of spooky guys. And Simon's like, us spooky guys? You look like a spooky guy. And he's like, I'm not spooky. I'm homeless. And we're like, this is the weirdest exchange. And then that was it. And then and he then just he walked left. away. And I was like, he just like walked by. Like, I almost, I half expected him to ask for the pizza, and I totally would have given it to him because it was like, well, what are we going to do with right? it? We got one piece Absolutely. of pizza left. We're just like five, like, pretty clean cut dudes. Like, Actually, I'm not sure what's, what's so spooky, spooky about us, guys. but made for a pretty funny story. Uh, I, uh, I absolutely loved Simon's reaction because that guy spoke and I froze. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, God. Oh, no. What are we going to do? What, like, what are we going to, now this guy's 
he has spoken to us. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how to handle this. It was like, I, cause typically I just want to avoid them for yeah. any sort of like mythical region, like oh, a reason there's like, Oh, they're going to rob you or all these other, whatever. Anyways, Simon attacked him and it was yeah. like, and that guy appreciated that. <laughs> yeah, had a good little experience. I'm spooky. <laughs> so that was really great. I loved it. What's your other story? So I went to the hotel SAS last night. I'm wearing the hoodie that I have on right now, the okay. exact same hoodie that you have on. Yeah. And uh, one of the WRLA board members by the name of Len looked at me and said, what the hell kind of deck have you drawn on your hoodie? <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, it has railing on all four sides. There are no stairs on your deck. And I was just like, well, I didn't draw this. <laughs> Len, it's a balcony, Len. And so I was like, well, it has a ladder on it. <laughs> it so does have a ladder. You can see the ladder behind the guy. I was just like, it must be, they must be getting ready to put the stairs in. And they're behind the guy. So, hey. Yeah. So. They're going to put a spiral staircase on, so they had to close the railing in before the inspection was completed. <laughs> Four-sided deck. So but I hadn't noticed it at all until I saw it just So I, I, I like, knew it didn't oh, have stairs, man, look at that. but Frazier pointed that out at one point, too, our general manager here, and pointed out to Rebecca, he's like, why is there a ladder behind the guy that goes up to the deck? And it's like, it's not explainable. It's just the nuances of using AI to generate some images. Anyways, so. uh, the feedback... Other than Len has been really good. <laughs> Everybody's like, logo looks great, stands out nice, blah, blah, blah lots of great yeah. stuff. But yeah, great hoodies. Both the hoodie quality and the image on it. Yeah, awesome. Uh, we're going to get to it today because we got shit to do. Um, we're going to have a little quick chat about what makes a good dealer rep. So, yeah, because so at this time of year, we always end up actually interacting with our reps a lot because it's booking season. And so we get. Like they start showing up and then, you know, I had one in my office yesterday, another phone call today. So it means like yeah, our booking's ready. So through the ready. winter, we deal with reps quite a bit. Summertime, they show up and it's just like, it's fun and games and stuff. But yeah. uh, right now is like, it's the, the brass tacks yeah. of being a rep. Right. Now they got to work much play all the time. So here we go. If you're going to go to work. Do it this way. So there's been a, <clears throat> before we get into it, there's been a bit of, bit of a shift that we've noticed. And we've only been in this game for seven and a half years, seven years. So like we're yeah, like on the youngish, but we're starting to mature, you know, teenagers in this game. So we know everything. So we know everything. Yeah. Know everything. Got a shitty attitude. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, now I think I should change the topic. Late to everything. <laughs> it's like, wait a second. I'm your oldest son. And. But I know how we feel about that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, exactly. Like, well, wait uh, a second. I'm about to complain for... But what we've noticed in the last few years is that dealer reps have really started to, like, go direct to the contractor quite a bit. Like, they've really started to... It used to be more that the dealer reps would would support the... I mean, it, as their name would suggest, they're there to support the dealer, and they were very tiptoeish around. Like, they would meet contractors maybe at your location or come to your events where you were going to have contractors or whatever. Or they might ask you the odd time, like, hey, do you mind if I give somebody a shout? But they would always run it by you. Yeah. Like they would always be like, hey, is it okay with you if I give someone a so, uh, shout? Yep, sounds good. Uh, but in the last couple of years, it seems like it's like that's the really, they are almost just contractor reps now, a lot of them. Some yeah, are they, still good. They, uh, they've certainly moved the needle, and, and the communication through dealer is significantly down. Across the board. Right. Yeah. And so that is both good and bad for for our perspective. For contractors, maybe it's better. 
I, arguably, and maybe they don't want to talk to them either. No, I think it would probably <laughs> be better for the contractors. Yeah. Because they're the ones that are hawking the boards and they're the ones that are putting the boards down. And so to have a rep show up and pay attention and take them for dinner and send them stuff is like, well, of course that feels good. That's yeah. what we all want. Yeah. Right? You want somebody to pay attention to you. Yeah. Your turn. <laughs> you took a breath. I, and I was like, I took a big breath and I was going to be, and, and I was going to be like, but it's not the worst thing to run it past us because we've invested in that person. Yeah. They didn't accidentally start purchasing your board. They, we gave them the board. Yeah. Likely. It's unlikely that a, a contractor was able to influence a yard. That's not, it's not, not possible, but it is unlikely. They can certainly put a board on the radar or they can put a product on our radar and we can look into it. But we've had a few guys that have come and been like, you should carry these outdoor kitchens and you should carry this blah, blah, blah. And it's like, guy, there's no margin in that or you can't make any money at it or what, like that works well for you, but not for us. How do we, yeah, I'd say we're probably more willing, willing to listen to contractors than the average yard is likely. Like I think we, we do get feedback quite a bit and it's like, or even it's like when we're thinking of a new product, we kind of take it to some guys and be like, what do you think of this? Like run it by them kind of thing. Right. We take it to them. Yeah. I know for sure that there's been times this year where it's like, we might be thinking about something and then a contract comes like, you guys should carry this. And it's like, Okay, that's all I needed. That like was I was it. thinking about it, but if yeah. you're also yeah, so it's it's a collaboration. I believe that we have a good partnership with a lot of our contractors. But to your point, they don't shop here by accident. Like we have spent time, effort, money, whatever, to to get the people that shop at our store to shop at our store. Um, there's a good chance that we sold them on shopping our store because of your product as a dealer. We had your product, and we're like, you should use this. Whatever we put in our hands, we sell products that we believe in. So. We've, we've turned a number of fans, a number of contractors into fans of certain products, whether it's railing or, or uh, decking or whatever. So we've put the time in, the effort in, market the product, especially products that are new to the market. Because we're not, it's tough to change over a lumberyard that doesn't, their primary business isn't decking. They, their lumberyard and like 10% of their business is decking and they've invested in a bunch of inventory of one brand and their staff are all trained. You're not going to change that guy over all the time. We have a lot more flexibility because we're in the world. Our turnover is pretty good on decking. Like, we carry multiple brands, so it's easier to change one out because it doesn't impact your entire category if you like change one brand out for another brand. Correct. So it's a little bit easier. We're a little bit more flexible with that. One of the things that comes to mind with me is fasteners. That's one of the ones that jumps to mind so fast. And I remember having this conversation with Mike from Decked Out. And it was like, you need to use these fasteners. And it was, you got to be using whatever. It was Trex Hideaway clips. And then it was Phantom clips. And then it was like, we convinced him to use TCGs. And so he got a couple of guns and he was using TCGs and he was super fast. And then Camel comes out and we're like, you got to be using this. And it was like, we were changing him because it was like, it's, it's better. It's faster. So I remember it's that differently. He didn't want anything to do with TCG. Right. He held on to that. But he was, then. but he also held out on Camel. So he was resistant to it. He was just like, I don't want to do this. And so it was like, we were the ones that were flogging that product to him. Yeah. And then when he used it, he was like, holy shit, this TCG is way faster. Yeah. And it and it was. Not the first time, not the second time, but once his guys got a handle on it, he was like, well, this is way better. I was like, yeah, it's way better. That's what we were telling you. And then flip them. I don't know. It's probably been a couple of years, so we might be able to get them to change fasteners again if we decide that <laughs> there's something better. <laughs> but, uh, but I do know that when he switched over to Camo, he was like, he was pretty hesitant to make that change because he'd already bought or invested in a $400 nailer and blah, 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 blah. 
or he got them for free but didn't want to shelve them and have them not work, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Anyways, all that to say that uh, the dealer is a pretty impactful part of the sales process for any manufacturer. Your product doesn't get down to market without a dealer at some point, unless you're going direct to consumer, in which case, have at her. But it's not real easy to do that with lumber and decking and even railing and for a number of reasons, but we won't get into that. Um, So I guess the moral of that story is like, I feel like some of the manufacturers are starting to take the dealer channel a little bit for granted. Like it's always been there. It's just how the system works. They're just going to take stuff and sell stuff. But the support has been shifted away from the dealer towards the contractor a little bit. Fine. I'm not even butthurt about it. I don't, we've always told dealers, we don't. sounds like you are. You're doing a whole <laughs> doing podcast. Doing a whole podcast. Huh? About it. You haven't done a podcast in a year and you come back with this. Um, we've always told dealer reps that we don't need as much support as you are probably used to with uh, some lumberyards because our people live and breathe the decking category. Correct. We're in it all the time. We know quite a bit about the stuff. That said, as we've grown and hired people into sales roles that maybe didn't have the experience that we had personally, it's become something we've we've uh, appreciated and taken on or taken uh, accepted more than we would have in the past. Yeah. Um, so at a time when we're maybe starting to be like, you know, we could use that support a little bit more. We feel like it's maybe not there as much. Yeah. And I, and I don't want to say that this is like our experience and now we've like blanketed the entire industry with this. I, um, I have spoken with other lumberyard owners Yeah, and, this is the conversations we have. And it's just like, are you getting support from these guys? And it's like, no. In that's fact, what, these people are hurting us. And it's like, <clears throat> right. oh. That's what dealer reps need to understand sometimes, that it's a small industry. And like a lot of us who, like even competitors in the same market, we talk. But especially if we're not in the same market, it's a small enough industry. We know other people and like you hear stories and we complain about the same things and we share information and whatever else. So it's like, if you think you can say something to somebody in one market and then, yeah. Say that something else, somebody on another market, there's a good chance that's going to get around. Yeah. And it does. And then it looks real shitty. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> anyways, we decided to do a podcast on what makes a good rep from the dealer perspective, because we want to make, we've had some incredible reps, still do have some really good reps. Uh, unfortunately, I would say our best rep has moved away from, uh, and I'll give him a shout out, Mikey, Mikey Fortiflow. Yeah. Mikey Fortiflow, who is a rep with Fibron. Awesome. Awesome. Like checks all the boxes that I'm, that we're about to talk about. Uh, really went to bat for us. Like really looked out for us, had our backs, did a great job with the contractors as well. Yeah. Um, went above and beyond in a variety of ways. No doubt. And no reason, no, no questioning why he won his company's like presidential award for like all of Ibron as a dealer rep. So like he was really good at his job. He has left that position. Yeah, the Tough other day. the other one that I would throw a quick shout out to is uh, Corey Welterwich. Yep, he's with Fortress. He he was with a supplier, then left the industry, and I spent the next two years trying to get him back into the industry. Like, yep. and was like phoning people, being like, "Oh, I heard you got a job posting. You should call Corey. Oh, you got a job posting. You should call Corey." Yeah, Corey's also checks all the boxes. He's amazing. Yeah, right. I'll so. give if we're giving shout outs. I'll give another one. That's only Ken Carius. Yeah, from Regal. Regal, awesome rep. He's an, yeah. He like we've always, there's been times when we How had do you some now like. stop, right? Because you're going to be like. Right. We're leaving people out now. But like I've had some, some frustrating times and push back and forth with Regal, the company in the past. 
Ken's always been fantastic. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's retiring at the end of the year. This no, is he's not. Yes, he is. Like, literally in a month, apparently. Sorry, I just broke that news to you. It, I just found it yesterday from Frazier. You hear Ken's retiring? I was like, no. This is bullshit. <clears throat> this is why this podcast is so important, because we we're losing him? some really good people in this industry. We should hire him. <laughs> you can see. Losing some really good reps. Like, some of our best reps are leaving. It's like, you want to make sure that they're replaced by people that, they may not be able to step into their shoes day one, but like, at least if they follow this playbook here that we're going to give them, they have a shot of being a respected rep because that relationship between the dealer rep and the dealer is the relationship between the dealer and the manufacturer, Correct. the brand, the whole company. Yeah. You take, you want to carry uh, brand XYZ a railing or deck board. My, my, my willingness to work with that brand and that company and my perception your brand, which is a brand being something like what is, what, what do people, what's in somebody's mind when they hear your name is being formed and forged by the relationship with that dealer rep. Yep. So if that guy is incredible or gal is incredible, I am going to look so much favorably on that brand as a whole. I want to work with that brand and that company yep. because the dealer rep is awesome. On the flip side of that, if that dealer rep is a dickhead, your whole company is a dickhead. It's amazing how that works. And the company can be great. And the product can be awesome. Yep. But if that rep... But I don't want that guy in my store. ...is shitting on our relationship... Yep. ...and is not treating us well, that looks bad for the whole company, whole product. And that's really too bad because that's why you have to be so freaking careful hiring these people because that represents... We, it's the same for us. The salespeople we hire in the floor represent this entire company. If somebody has a bad experience with uh, <laughs> Tabitha down the floor. Did we hire it? <laughs> I don't think so. I was trying to go for a name that you didn't have an idea. But if they had a bad experience, they leave the review on the Ultimate Deck Shop. Mm. They don't go find Tabitha yeah. and like blast her on her Facebook page. Like that represents like everything. We the would company. forward that to her so she knew <laughs> hey, that it was her. Hey, quit eating your lunch, <laughs> flip her bowl of soup over here. Um, you know what I mean? Like, it's that important to make sure you get the right people in those roles because they are your company. Yeah, your your outside salespeople are your company. That's it. That's all there is. Hundred percent. It. It's funny that yeah. Anyways, uh, it's it's funny how like almost little value the CEOs of companies place I, on their. Facing. I can't name them. I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter who's in the boardroom. It yeah. really does not. I care about like the obviously the product, the awareness of the product, but the product quality is probably one of the top things for me. But yeah. again, you can come to me if you come to me with the best product and the rep that walks in the door is a complete asshole, it's a that's done. It's over. It's dead. It's in the water. over. Dead. In you the come water. to me with a decent product, but the rep is incredible, you have a pretty good shot. Yep. So it's just like, it's so important. And like Fibron's a great company. And, and, but this, the day you find out that Mike's no longer there, it like just takes a little bit of the wind out of your sails and working with Fibron. It's like, I'm, we're still going to work with Fibron. Fibron's still great. Mm -hmm. But now there, there's just like questions like, well, who's going to be the new, like nobody could be as good as Mike. Like what, what does this look yeah, like now? Maybe Who, they could be as good Mike? as Mike. He might but be. What's going to happen is like, you got to prove yourself. Right. You got to show up and you got to do some shit for but a while. But you just feel a bit distant now too. Because yeah. like if Mike was there, like, like Mike would f 
get, he would solve your problems before you knew you had the problem. He'd be like, phone you, be like, hey, guess what? And it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, but at least you knew if like, you need something, you call him, and, like, you got him right away. And now it's just like, now you're now you're living life without Mike. It's like, well, who am I, who do I talk to right now? Like, so now I'm just lost in a giant corporation. I don't know who's my who. And it, this is not fair because it just happened and there's no rep in place yet. They will put somebody there. Yeah, almost for sure they end up with a rep. But some companies don't even have that rep. You know what I mean? At yeah. that level, you had to go somewhere outside because Mike was fairly local, like ish. Ish. Um, <laughs> and so as a, if you're a contractor listening to this, uh, you know these people. You know exactly who we're talking about. Because yep. you also want to work with these people. You also have this exact same relationship with them. A hundred percent. I know that there are people that have changed poor, like products. They've changed. They used to install ASIC and now they don't. Yeah. And, it, and it's because of reps. I've heard, like, I've heard the stories. Yep. And so, or, and recently, or with tracks or with decorated. They've all had it. It's all We've been told by a few contractors recently that there's, there's rep. Allowed to is, but like that they can't stand. Yeah, and so what is like, what does that do? They want they want the contact of the reps. They want to have somebody there, but they don't want to deal with that person. It means <clears throat> eventually, if something better comes along, they're, they're going to turn their heads. They're gone. Like yeah, support them properly, and they won't ever leave you. But but don't. And so the first chance they get to leave you, they'll leave you. Yeah. Sometimes we'll. The unfortunate part about it is that these people that are that everyone ends up hating is like it's because they're they're dumb. <laughs> yeah, like real, like really, they probably don't know that they're like that. You know what I mean? They probably think they're doing a great job. They probably they probably believe that what they're doing is good, but uh, but they're not. Yeah, and you need to read the room a bit. So yeah, understand them. Get to so your, we said we were going to do twenty list, minutes, twenty minutes, twenty one, <coughs> twenty one. So we haven't even started yet. Uh. The first and most important thing is just being good with people in general. <clears throat> You're going to be dealing with um, us, the dealer level. You, you, as a dealer rep, you, it's kind of shitty. You got to report up and down and all over the place. You got to take care of everybody. So you got to be a people person. Yeah. If you're not a people person, like you're just rigid and stiff and you hate talking to people, it's probably not the career for you. Yeah. But what we're concerned with is down. And we want to make sure that not only are we taken care of, but our staff is taken care of, the contractors are taken care of, and the customer is taken care of. If there happens to be a warranty claim on something, we want you to have empathy towards that situation. Because we certainly do. What's going to happen is, as a rep, you have to understand that our doors are open all the time. And they can literally walk in here and get to us at any moment. Yeah. Customer or contractor. They can get to us always. And so, like, you you have to help us. You have to, you have to have our back. You got to reply to some emails. You got to reach out to the customer. You have to, you know, like just help, help us deal with a customer, whether it's good or bad news. That's yep. all right. Yeah. So, and the customer can be a DIY guy who made a mistake. So deliver that message softly can be a contractor who's completely out of line and is like belligerent. Okay. Step it up a little bit. You got to like challenge that guy and, you have to know how to deal with that, right? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, if you want to know how to deal with those people, we're a resource for you. Call us. Be like, hey, I'm about to call said customer. How did that exchange go? Oh, that guy's a total hothead. Every single time he came into the store, he was screamed about something. Everything is always everybody else's fault. Yeah. Okay. So we've helped. Like I've helped you. <laughs> I've given you something Yeah. so that you can now go and do your job. But he always calms down. You talk to him the next day. Just like let things, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let him call you all the names, 
and then get to the solution. That's what he wants. Yeah. But there's also like, and sometimes reps are handcuffed, tied by corporate policy on things too. Sometimes it's like the warranty has to go this way. But there's certainly been times where the reps, we appreciate that just say like, fix the problem, we'll figure it out on on the back end. Because the most important thing is like, solving the problem in a time sensitive manner to make sure that the customer felt feels taken care of yeah. because that reflects on us now too. And probably if there's a contractor involved on the contractor as well. So yep, we are going to be a lot, probably uh, more flexible and um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like we're, we're going to step aside and around policy and be a bit more like easy to work with on these situations, then maybe corporate X, Y, Z is going to be accommodating. Sure. Accommodating. That's probably the word I was looking for, but it's like, we're, we're, we, the we have we're empathy because we're closer to that person. We yeah. understand, we know them, we meet them potentially. It's like, we just want to make sure that, and we know we can look at me like, that is not fair. That is like, if we know it's like, no, no dude, you like, you clearly started your whole deck on fire. Like that's one thing. But if you know that it's like, this is an obvious issue, like defect. So, Fix it now and figure out how to work that on the back end instead of being like, oh, that's not his warranty claim. That's not his. Wait six years. Or it's not that customer's problem that that policy is in place. Right. The customer's problem is that their deck isn't working. Yeah. What they paid for. Yeah. And I don't care how many decks you've sold or what the biggest deck you've ever sold is. It doesn't matter. That person's money was their disposable income and they chose to give that to your company. Yeah. So treat that like that. It's their money. Yeah. It's valuable. They could have given it to anyone. Yeah. And so there's there's some reps and slash companies that, that deal with that really well. And there's others that deal with it not as well. And it's like, and sometimes it's not even, it's not you're being bad about it. It's just that it's, it's a really not a good customer experience the way your process works. Yep. It's not that you're being shitty about it. It's just like, it's just not quick enough. It doesn't work for people. Right. Yeah. Um, number two, has the dealer's best interest at heart and the customers and the contractors again. But what sometimes, and this is like super slippery slope because they also have to keep their company in. This is where like they have to keep their company's best interest in, in mind as well because that's who Everybody. employs them. This is why it's tricky. This is why if it's you're not, not a job for everyone, you're not smart and you can't figure this whole thing out that you've got multiple stakeholders and sometimes there's conf- conflicts with the stakeholders. Yeah. Within the stakeholders. Often there's conflicts within the stakeholders. So you've got a dealer who's like, this is crap. We got a bunch of bad boards. And then you work for a company who's like, you're only supposed to, you're only allowed to hit a percentage of like fall down on your product that you shipped. And you got a dealer saying like, this is crap. And then you're already at your mark and you're like, well, I can't, I don't want to just like return these boards. Cause then I'm going to get shit from my head office. And I'm like, I work for them. So I'm supposed to like, you know what I mean? Like there's a conflict there potentially. Then there's a conflict potentially between customer and dealer. Like, yeah, because dealer maybe he like has one maybe story. You, maybe you take two weeks to even deal with this. And in the meantime, the customer thought they were going to have a deck for May long and now it's June. Yeah. And nothing's happened. They got sh- shitty boards on the ground and nobody's talking to them. Yeah. And then bad. there's like you, you, your job is just to sell as much of your product as you can. And it's like, but you also have relationships to like foster and take care of and like who's scratched your back and you have to kind of like, so like, this has only happened, I would say, one and a half times in our history where we've had a dealer rep. I say one and a half because the half has, like, happened one time and it's, like, debatable and there's different stories and whatever else. Second time, not debatable. Yeah. Um, that a dealer rep has, like, told, talked to our contractors and told them to buy 
materials from a competitor of ours. And that, that is like... That doesn't sound like that's my best interest. Damn near irreparable. That, like... And so, especially when they come to you, says dealer reps like to do this, and it's okay if we have a relationship for you to be like, hey, who are your contractors? I'd like to get a hold of them. I'd like to maybe take them out for supper, get some feedback, see how we can work better, how I can make their lives easier. That is all with great intent. And I'm going to give you that list, and I'm going to say, sounds good. Thanks for helping us support our customers. Yep. That's fantastic. And like I said, many reps have come to us and asked if that's okay. We've had longstanding relationships with them, so I have no problem doing it. Mm-hmm. There's another times where there's just like, that's the first thing they ask you. You don't even know them yet. It's like, give me a list of your contractors. Like, sorry, I don't, I don't even know you. who you are yet. Yep. And then what they do with that list is go talk to those guys and be like, you know, you can get this board over here. You know, I could probably get you a better deal here. You know, like if you could just buy them over here and then return to the deck shop, that's okay. Like you have to be stoned off your ass to think that that's okay. That's pretty, uh, yeah, that's pretty so, tough. Like, I don't know how you repair something like that after. Yeah. Um, what I do know for sure is that like all relationships, when you start the process of a relationship with a rep, it takes time. Mike wasn't the best rep the day I met him. It took some time. Corey wasn't the best rep I met the day we met him. It took us, it like we worked with them for a year or two before it was like, no, no, no. The, these guys are like, they're fantastic. They're like, continue to prove themselves over and over and over right and so when you have a new rep that shows up and within like within months of starting that relationship there's like red flags it's like well then what happens is now like now you're not interested at all in in that right because it's like any relationship. If you're like, if you're with someone for 10 years and they make a mistake, you're more likely to work on that because you got 10 years in. Yeah. hundred percent. Right. You're like, you're dating it's someone and it's like, and they, they blow it. But it's like, if you just first start dating and then they blow it, red, red flag, flag red like, flag, red flag. Yeah, it's like, like I'm, what am I doing? This is dumb. I don't time this. Is? There's a million fish in the sea. Yeah. I'll just find <laughs> yeah. a new one. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, so as uh, this whole shift happens towards like, these dealer reps are kind of becoming contract reps. That's okay. But just make sure that you remember how that all flows. And that the dealer rep is an important part of your logistics channel to get product to these people that you're trying to. Yeah. Because the, I would say currently it like where we are in the world (laughs) and the contractors that we have, uh, I would argue that zero of them can afford to put a semi loaded product on the ground, let alone two. Do they go through that much product in a year? Absolutely. And they do it $7,000 at a time on our back. Yep. We assess the risk. We accepted it. We profit from it. And that, that's how that works. Uh, but you have to be aware that it travels through us. Yep. Can it travel through other stores? Absolutely. Uh, that would sound like you don't have our best interest at heart. Right. And it's especially if you're infuriating when, like, so I would say that the first time this happened, we were kind of, I would say we were like the, the second dogs. I don't expect to be that rep's number one customer because he had another customer who was huge before us and was one of his best customers in the country for years and years and years. Long relationship I with can, that person. Long relationship. I can, I like, I don't like it, but I can understand it. Second scenario 
we brought this product to this market. Mm-hmm. It didn't exist here before. We've spent years promoting it. We've spent years putting it in the hands of contractors. We created this whole market for you. Not not one effing person walked in the store and was like, I'd like this board. And now people often do. Mm-hmm. And like, and we have made it one of the best-selling brands in our markets in our market. against much bigger brands. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then to have that be how we get repaid is fun. That's fun. Next point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Empathetic kind of talks about what we were talking about already. We just need to make sure you always have like, understand the customer's point of view and understand our point of view and the contractor's point of view and our salespeople's point of view. Put yourself in the Empathy is really, it's a really, uh, it's a tricky thing to do, but when done properly is amazing. Yeah. Right. Uh, we talk about it all the time with our employees and our team. Um, one of the things I don't like about empathy is that it, it like can hurt you. It can like, it can cause you to like lose money and <laughs> make mistakes. You know what I mean? Like you can be too caring occasionally and then consequently hurt yourself or hurt your company or whatever, which yeah balance you got to find a balance there because the customers you can always be empathetic but there has to be boundaries too yeah because all you're saying there empathy doesn't mean you have to always give in to everything empathy doesn't mean like i feel bad for the customer therefore it's just a yes to everything it's like no no you still have to do what's right and wrong yeah it doesn't mean that you mean that even like even even if the answer to the customer is i'm sorry but this really isn't covered under warranty you're kind of on your own here it doesn't mean that can't be done without empathy is the customer going to appreciate it probably not but they'll appreciate it if you have a genuine care for this situation rather than you being like, what do you want me to do about it? Like, you, you're the one who screwed this up. Like, of course it's not covered. You'd be stupid to think it is. <laughs> like, that, that's not going to go over as well. So there's yeah. a way to handle these different situations. Yeah. Um, problem solver we kind of mentioned before. Shows up and PKs. So um, this is much appreciated too. Like I said before, we, we have often turned them down in the past. PKs when it was just kind of like me, you, and maybe one other guy, and we all kind of like we were so hands-on with this stuff and we'd all built before and like, you couldn't come in here and teach me anything about your product that I didn't know already. Um, so I was like, don't, we don't need to sit through this. But now it's absolutely something that we appreciate to get our people more trained than we have time to train them ourselves. Yeah, and you know what? We might have been our own worst enemy in this 100%. because we probably spent years telling these guys to beat it. Don't come here. Don't. We don't need your stuff. We <laughs> yeah. don't. And, and to our point, it, it was like, we have five brands on the wall. So the reason we sell different brands is maybe not the same talking points you have, right? Like what, like what Trex says about their board and what they say is an advantage and why people would want to buy it is maybe not the exact same thing that we were telling our salespeople. Uh, but now we can't get to all of our salespeople. Yeah. Not that we can't get to as of course you can, but it's not our role anymore in the company, right? Yeah. Our role has changed and now it's, that's Fraser's job and Robbie's job to convince the sales team how to sell and what to do. And they need the support. Yeah. And so uh, showing up, doing a PK once in a while, once a year. Uh, yeah, just checking in is the most, I might, we may not need anything from you at this time, but it's sure nice just to get the phone call to be like, hey, how things are going? Like, do you need anything from us right now? Just remember that there's a deadline coming up. Excuse me, coming up for, you know, your marketing dollars you have or for your orders or something. Just reminding you that, like, just that check-in once in a while and being organized, which is what Mike was really great at. Yeah. I, if it wasn't for Mike, I would, like, we'd literally lose money because 
I we, I'd forget. That, um, oh, we had seven thousand dollars. Like to spend I think on. we actually just about did lose money, even though he was reminding you. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Right. Like, like you have some marketing dollars. Like, ugh, oh, right. What am, am I gonna do? These? What am I gonna do with that? So that can be super, and that we have proactive on your too. That and staying on top programs. That's pretty, basically all the same thing right there. So yeah, just like just just and so proactive could be something like uh, let's help. Let's ha- as a as a dealer rep, what we were telling you was like you know make sure you focus on us as well. But some of the other things that. Um, that contractors certainly appreciate is like you offering to do their paperwork for them. It is no secret in this industry that contractors hate paperwork. It's probably why all their companies, like not all their companies, but that's likely why the majority of companies fail is they just didn't want to do the paperwork. Yeah. So if you talk to them and you're like, Hey, listen, I'll get a hold of your supplier. And I would say that, uh, monthly I'll ask them to email me your invoices and I'll submit those for you. Are you okay with that? Like there isn't a contractor out there that would, that would oppose that. They'd be like, absolutely. I always forget to do that. Please help me with my rewards program. Yeah. They would all be on board. And so you as a, as a traveling sales rep, uh, not that you have infinite amount of time, but you certainly have some time and you're always around a computer. Just like help, help them with that. And then, that makes all of a sudden that makes our relationship with our contractor better because now they're buying from us. We're submitting the invoices to you. You're submitting theirs. They're getting checks. They're like checks are just showing up now or they get ad- advertising dollars. And it's like, well, this whole relationship I have with like the deck shop and, and said company is fantastic. These yep. guys are so good to me. Why would I go anywhere else? Yeah. That's, that's how I view it. The rep should be working. It's a, should be a partnership with us to support the contractor and or the customer. Yeah. And they, they should feel supported by us as a team. I understand you have other dealers you work with. That's fine. And you should support their contractors and help them to support them. Right. Where you're crossing lines when you're, you're trying to get in there and mix things up and like move people around and stuff like that. Don't play that game. Um, what? You got a thought. <clears throat> because what happens is you don't gain more sales. Yeah. Like if you take a contractor from our store and move them to a new store, it's not like you sell more of your product. Yep. You just sell it through a different avenue. And so like what? Uh, what good is that? Now you, like you, oh, well, because the other place I moved them to isn't a stocking dealer and I'm trying to make them a stocking dealer. It's like, right, but then that means that product comes out of my, so it means I stock less. It still doesn't mean you stock more yeah. or sell more. Or stock none. But us. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's for right. sure, right? Because it's, it's like, like gain one, lose another. Yeah, which is like we've had that conversation a couple times with manufacturers, yeah. suppliers, uh, and in different areas it's like what are you doing yeah uh so that like pretty simple stuff but just yeah it's always good, good to have pointers. a little conversation <laughs> about common sense because it's just like it's elusive lately yeah these days don't need not a huge long list but i but i wanted to just point these out because i think that often this is the easy way out for some reps that they think all they need is to spend money on things and then then they're then they check off their job is done now. I don't care about big expense accounts or the schmoozing or the golfing and the suppers and the meals. I appreciate all that. Like it's fine. I like that. But if that's all you're doing for me, I don't need to do that. I can go golfing with my buddies 
I actually almost I would I almost would prefer to golf with my buddies. Right. I can go for, for meals with my wife or or with you or with people I actually want to spend time with that it, it, that isn't some fake relationship. So I'm not I'm not impressed that you're gonna buy me a fifty dollar meal. I appreciate it. I don't want to sound ungrateful to this. I appreciate it. If Mike or Ken calls up and says, Do you want to go for lunch? Absolutely. Because we have a good relationship. I want to spend, I don't even care if we talk about business during lunch. We can, absolutely, like, because everything's good there. And you do a lot for me. You're supposed to support my business. We can also do this too. But if the only thing you do is want to, like, show off your big expense account, that doesn't, that's, that's not it. I don't care. I, you know what? I imagine that works really well for some people. It might. But I care about, once again, the relationship about how we're going to be successful together, how our business is going to work together. If we're checking off those boxes, great. Let's go for lunch. Let's go to a hockey game. Let's go to whatever, race go-karts. I don't I don't care. I shouldn't say I don't care about doing those things. I enjoy doing them. I just, if you didn't do them, but you supported my business really well, I'd still be happy. But if all you do is schmooze and you don't support my business well, I'm not happy. That's, it's not That's the right. primary thing. Yeah. The very first thing that needs done is supported. Yeah. Right. And so, um, like we've had this conversation and we've actually told, we've told reps this too. Um, some of the reps that are new that are going to come in and replace the existing reps that we have. <laughs> uh, we, we have people offer to take us for lunch and dinner all the time. Yeah. That's the reality of the industry that we're in. Yeah. Uh, it's not any different than any other industry. If you're in the ag industry or if you're in the oil industry, people that sell things, salesmen or women, have company credit cards, they have corporate credit cards, and they get to take clients out for f- meals. That's the whole thing. Yep. That's every single customer that's ever sold anything does that. Yep. So don't roll in and be like, well, I'm going to take you for dinner. It's like like my freaking sock should be blown off that you're going <laughs> to take me for dinner. I don't. <laughs> I had this yesterday, and yeah. I, went, I went for dinner yesterday with WRL, okay? and then I'm going to go for dinner later this week with a guy that's trying to sell us insurance, and then... Like, that's what happens. So, like, to walk in and be like, well, gather the troops. We're going to go out. It's like, no. Yeah, I don't care. First time meeting you. Come here, walk my store, walk the floor, walk the yard, meet my yard guys, meet my team. Yeah. And then make some notes. And the next time you come back, reference something from that person that you talked to last time. Ask Fraser about his garage edition. And it's like, now you got something. You have my attention now. Yeah. Right? I don't give a shit if you buy me like 10 beer. I don't care. <laughs> I could buy my own beer if I wanted. Right? That was one of the things that Blake talked about all the time from California Deck Pros. It's like, oh, we should go hunting. And we had like reps that were going to take us hunting. Blake was like, I can afford to go hunting. And if I'm going to go spend three days in the bush, uh, I'm not doing it with some dude I don't want to hang out with. Yeah. I'm going to go with the guys I want to go with. Yeah. And so he's phoning me being like, do you want to come hunting in Montana? It's like, absolutely. So I'd that's, love to go hunting with you. That's the coolest of this whole thing. Be somebody that we want to spend time, time with. with. That's what I want. Because you have our best interest at heart. You look at us as a partnership relationship. Yeah. You're not doing anything to F us over. Yeah. That's, it's really not that hard. Yeah. So just be that person and then we'll be more, and then cool. Let's hang out. Let's do things together. And one of the like, things that you I... create so much friction and tension that it's like, one of the things that I've talked about over the last couple of days with a few other of the suppliers, because that's what we do, you know, we're like, we own lumberyards and we talk to other lumberyard owners. Um, when you're 
a rep and you're like meddling, uh, it's important to know that what you're doing is a, a job or maybe it's a career and you can find another job or another career and then you can continue to make money and you'll just get paid because it's a paycheck. And whether you get that paycheck from Corporation A or Corporation B, it, it makes no difference. You will always have the opportunity to go get another job. Yeah. Uh, I know that you and I are personally guaranteeing all of the inventory in the store and these trucks and this stuff. Um, if a rep does something to take business away from my our store, what's happening is they're actually meddling in my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, it doesn't take very long before that becomes like very dangerous because you don't get to take somebody's livelihood away. We... If this store crashes, you and I spend the rest of our lives paying that off. Yeah. Because we personally said we would. And so like careful what you're doing. Because it's not a it's not a game. Yeah. We're not I'm not playing a game. I'm not just selling deck boards to guys that I want to sell deck boards to and having fun and golfing. Right? <laughs> like I am dangerously committed to this. And so, that's why these things are personal. And this is, that's personal. And there's, when you, yeah. Don't so. you say it again. And it looks like I got to get out of here. So time to go. Um, I feel like that had a really negative tone to the whole thing, but the, like we were trying to give pointers on like how to be a good rep. It's really easy. Just don't be a bad one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. I would say, yeah, just like, just do one to others, right? It's so, like the good news is Mike is with another company. We can work with him again if we'd like. Corey's still, still there. there. Corey's still here. Great rep. Can he'll still exist? Hopefully, he still stops by. God, I hope he stops in once in a while. But he's a great rep. There's still good people in the industry. Got a ton of good guys in the, the industry. Be one of the good people in the industry that everybody wants to work with. Yeah, I mean, like, and like I said before, a lot of people talk, like the dealers, <laughs> and it's rare that you have an issue with somebody that you're the only one. It's like you start talking, it's like, what, how's the thing going with this guy? Nope. It's like, thought so. Yeah. Same issues with everybody. Yeah. It may not have risen to the surface, but yet, but anyway, so that's it. Be a good person. Do like, just make sure you keep everybody in mind when you're doing your job. Like, don't F anyone over. That's really that simple. So hopefully that doesn't come across too abrasive, but that's uh, the yeah, thoughts for the week. Yeah, so maybe it does. Wade and Shane. So until next week, we'll see you later. Hey, thank you for listening to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Now you know what we're about. Check the site, come and shop. UltimateDeckShop.com. Hit us right away for sponsorships. So tell us if you want to collaborate. Let's go. Check us out on any social networks. Thank you for listening.